Hi, this is Terry Walker, and you're listening to the Room 26 podcast with Freddie Nwaka. Hey guys, so welcome to Room 26 podcast with me, Freddie Nwaka. Just a, you know, casual, laid back, unadulterated conversation with friends, celebrity guests, and you, of course. Hold on. You are listening, right? All right, good. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Room 26 podcast. Freddie, are you there? How are you doing? I'm good, brother, man. I'm blessed, man. I'm just in here drinking a cup of tea as I do. Um, chilling, man. How you been, bro? I'm good, you know. Really, really good. Excited for this call today. Who, who's your guest? I'll say so today, man. I've got um, one of the queens, one of the UK queens of soul, man. My good friend um, Terry Walker, man. T, we saying, hon? Walk one, hi guys. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice, man. It's been a minute still. Yeah, yours too as well. Like it's it's been mad, but I think to me personally, though, I think it's been a very healing time for a lot of people because I think um, a lot of people kind of have to have to stop and just look in it and just. Pay attention to what's really going on around the minute. So I think it's mad, but it's been good as well at the same time. Has it been has it been productive for you? Like you're not like I mean that's creative. You know, like our minds always in overdrive and we're always doing stuff, man. Has it been productive for you, or has it been crazy, or have you been pulling your hair out? Like what's been good? Do you know what's it's crazy? Because obviously before lockdown, everything that I was doing was kind of starting to like really align. And I think when lockdown happened, a lot of them kind of had to stop. But what yeah. it made me do, it kind of made me reassess everything that I need to do kind of moving forward so in a way I kind of relaxed more because I realized I've done so much before that I haven't really like connected properly so um I've been kind of chilling and just kind of waiting to kind of find ways to kind of you know do different things and how to get people to see what I do in it in a way and I, I think I needed I needed this time for me to understand it I think a bit more so been creative, but I've also been, you know, just lazy and just yamming. <laughs> lazy, lazy, you know. Just Listen, been eating food, living in the fridge, yeah. Babe, I've been taking the piss. I had, to, I had to go for a walk today these past few days because I've been, I've been rude, very rude. Just, just, just yamming, sleeping, relaxing, <laughs> waking up when I'm ready to wake up. Do you know what I mean? And not worrying about anything else. And you know, because obviously when you can do stuff from, from home, you're not really worried about putting on clothes or whatever. And you just always been looking at so you just getting on with it when you're ready to do it. So exactly. yeah. That's what it was. That's why when I said I'm gonna call you for this for this podcast and do the Zoom thing, you're there about now nah, you can't see me now. Nah, I don't want to come on and all that malarkey. That's what it was, isn't it? Because yeah. you, you're walking around naked and shit. No, I did have some. No, I did have some clothes, but I just look mad in it. Like I don't look like Terry Walker, but I look like Terry Walker. But you know what I mean? There's someone in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So listen, for people for people that are tuning into the podcast, right? I'm letting you guys know, man, like, Terry Walker is what I would call the, um, the UK queen of soul, man. Like, oh, no, nah, real talk, man, we, we haven't really had somebody um, who we can look up to and say, like, when it comes to, like, UK soul. And the thing is, your, your sound has always been completely different to the, you know, like, the normal, what we, it's, it's, it's a bit jazzy, it's a bit soulful. It's like, it's just like it's your own hybrid, man. Do you know what I'm saying? You, I think I think you've had like is it three four no four yeah three or four albums out right yeah four albums I'm about to do my fifth one now yeah right what can I get a feature can I spit some bars of course you can of course you can long it's long overdue man but I didn't even know that you actually no, I did know but I don't think I've really heard your music that much and I've always seen you do so many other things like mm. movies and 
just being bloody the voice of the community and stuff as I must always bring people together. But your music itself, I haven't really seen that much. I'll I, I send you some old, do you know what, to be real with you, it's mad, it's because like, I've known you for so many years. Yep, yep. And like, and it's crazy when you know someone for a long time, but you don't really know. What what? Yeah, it's mad. Even when I used to see you before I knew you sang, you know that? Like, but you think, know, go sorry. Now, no. now I'm gonna say, even before I knew you were singing, I used mm. to see you, but I didn't know you was Terry Walker. <laughs> you, you know what I think? Because I think because you know me through Nicola and Nicola, yeah. that's why. Yeah. How's she doing fine. anyway? Oh, she's she's fine. She's doing really good. But you know what though? I kind of prefer that though, baby, because that means it's a real relationship. It's not though, like when we ask each other to do stuff, we're doing it because we believe in ourselves as people. No, not so much more because I'm an artist, and you know what I mean. So like when you do ask me to do stuff, I don't think twice when you ask me. If I can do it, I'm there in it. If I can't, yeah. I'm I can't, and it's real. Yeah, likewise, it's true. There's no, there's no hidden agendas. Like, right, if she does this for me, I'll do it for her. Like, yeah, yeah, we've known each other for so long. It's always been, and it's always been off face value. Yeah, friends and family. It's never been. Oh, I know you because you're a singer. Or, and you know, know what? You know what I always loved about you as well. It's like as much as you was doing your thing, you would still be normal. Like many times when you when you'd be on a train, I didn't even know that it used to be a um. Uh, what's it called? The, the train that people. I'm still yeah. there. You know, I've been there. I'm I, still there. I, I love. I love it so much. Because you know what? You are the real, like the representation of what it means. Like. Because sometimes people feel like, you know, to be famous, you've got to have this certain persona of being, you know, just about that. But it's like, people need to understand, being in this industry, there's so much work you have to do first before you can actually really live comfortably. So you still have to make sure to maintain other things so you're okay. A lot of people don't do it. This is why I think a lot of people end up being broke or getting depressed because they're trying to live up to a certain persona that is not realistic. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, it's, and I remember when I first started doing my music, yeah, and I was yeah. on the underground, yeah, and my friends used to like laugh at me and take the piss out. Freddie, mind the gap, mind the gap. And like 25 years later, I've managed to kind of make movies, do music, and I've still got a full-time job with a good pension. And exactly. a lot of those guys, those guys that used to tease me ain't got jobs well <laughs> this is the thing well, and i think people especially with covid being a road man or whatever else right now it's long in it because the thing is you've got to find a whole, i'm telling you being that bad man thing on the road like right now you're getting stopped for everything for every reason because you're not supposed to be out there so if you don't find anything else to make sure that you're okay this is the thing like people they, they get it so twisted and so wrong trying to pretend to be something especially in england we're not like in america remember there's a big there's, there's a big audience and there's a scene and a platform for it especially with black people, they support each other differently than how we do over here. So we have to work in different ways to make our thing kind of... Also, for us to own it and for us to be able to say, you know, this is ours. Because even the black... Um, what, what, uh, what's that thing? The black on black thing that you did that day. Oh, back to black. Yeah, back, back to, to black. black. See, like, hey, let me stop you for a second, because I've got to stop you just real there, real quick here. Because all these award shows and these black things are coming up now. But yeah. please tell people I've been doing this. Listen, listen, babe, listen, that day when I came to the thing, obviously, and for me, when you ask me around random times, I, for a long time, haven't cared about award ceremonies or even them stuff, because I think it's all bullshit, because half of these people, they do it to a certain extent, the moment they get to a certain place, all of a sudden, it's not really about the black community, it's about everyone's kind of, they're just trying to be seen, whilst you really made sure that you invited the, the host with black, everything, you know what I mean, everybody was people that actually did this thing. And remember, everyone that was there respected you. Carla, me, like, me and Natalie came, Florence came. And you have to understand, these are people that have really put in the work. But the people that have put, been putting in the work half the time, they're not seen after a while. Remember, mm -hmm. we're there to be used. And then after, once they get to a certain stage, they kind of want to, I don't know, not appease, but they kind of would rather streamline themselves down and kind of make themselves a bit more watered down so, they could, so, they, so that they can be accepted by a white audience, which is the problem. Because the thing is, the reason why we're all seen in the first place is because we support each other. But the moment we do our own thing, 
Nobody wants to support it. And what you did that day was awesome. It was brilliant. I love it. Seriously. Oh, it's coming back, man. I'm bringing it back next year. Yeah. Man. And you did it at the BAFTAs as well, which is another thing. Like, people don't understand. You did it at the BAFTAS. Like, mad. It's mad. But, it's mad. Babe, I've been telling people this, you know, and it's like, all of a sudden, I mean, no disrespect to all the other awards shows. Cold Draw had Black Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know what? Kudos to all of them. Yeah. But I started my team a long time before all this. Mine yeah. was like four years ago, five years ago. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. longer. And it wasn't, and it wasn't even about you only highlighting people that um, are big names. You making sure that everybody is seen. Because I remember my, I got the show called The Merton Part, which I do, which I'm going to have you on, where I'm talking about everybody that shaped me, like people that no one might know before, but understand everybody around, like being around your grannies, your cousins, all those people have kind of influenced you to become the person that you are. So they're just as important as anyone that we put on our pedestal that we see on TV. Do you know what I mean? Because even when you think about Stormzy or any of those skeptics, before they became those people. They were shaped by, by the community. And then when people accepted them, and the black people remember, that's all, exactly. those little, all those little nuances and things that they do is because they got confident by being around their own people. But the moment they try to get to that point, people, they kind of forget. And like, everyone's hate. No one's hating on anyone. This is the thing that people need to understand, especially with black men. You know when they get to the oh, you're hating, they're hating, yeah, because they, they don't want me to progress. But all I think, what they're really doing is like saying like, don't forget where you come from, innit? Like, we get that you're out there now doing big things with these big people. But before you got there, they respect you because we fucking respected you, so for swearing. But do you know what I mean? Mm, so, I and I think- Yeah, but I think this is the difference. And I think now, it's the only thing I think for now, us now, is that we just need to make sure that we streamline things, make sure that we really understand the business side of things and own it and stop waiting for people to give us Validation. Yeah, yeah, validation or, or even this recognition of our, if, if, you're, mm. if you're on Graham Norton now, you've made it. You made it from before. Like, understand yeah. without the people before, you wouldn't even be, like, we, the reason why you're respected is because we respect you. And then the thing is, half the time when we stop respecting them, that everything that is due mm. after them kind of becomes a bit like, you don't really care because you don't, you kind of don't resonate with it, innit? It doesn't really relate yeah. to us anymore because it's not from our world so it's true it's true but we, I mean, but we also have this real crazy notion where it's like we will support our own until mm-hmm. we get there and then when we get there we stop supporting them right. it's mad it's like we right? push each, we push, yeah we push each other hard like and as soon as we're, we're deemed to be doing well it's like oh they, she sold out man or he sold out or nah man bun that you know what i mean but getting them there we're all up for the push but as soon as we see that person actually start to do well it's like I don't know, man. We, we, we stop pushing them. We yeah. stop liking them. It's really dumb mentality, yeah. man. But again, I think it's a thing because sometimes it's a reflection thing because it's like you're blaming that person that's decided to take it further. Like, oh, mm. you think you're better than me? Like, no. The, the, the only thing with them is, is that is that they put in the work in it and they're, they're not really waiting for anyone else to... I know, not even that. Not even putting it because we've all put in the work. But I think what they've just done is just that they've obviously taken advantage of the opportunity. And I think then when mm. we try to keep kind of keep people, you know, like we kind of try to stay loyal, loyal to our to our own, it can sometimes be to, to kind of to the detriment to a point because it's like some people mm. don't want to grow in it, and that's not our fault. We can only you know when they say you can bring the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink it. And I think that's yeah, yeah. the place that we're at sometimes. And I think when I sometimes speak and people think, oh, here we go, she starts going on. It's like, no, I've been there, done that. Like, remember, I've done mm. all the award shows back and forth to America. But the reason sometimes when people don't see me is because I call people out on things. And people sometimes mm. don't like see, to be called out. Hmm? See, and that's what I like about you. I was right to say to that. You, 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 you're probably, one, well, probably one of the only 
um, I guess, artists, celebs, however you want to coin it, who mm-hmm. just speaks it as it is. That's why when we were saying earlier, when I said you're feisty, it's your feistiness. It's not even feistiness. It's that you're just so real. Like, it's funny, but it's it's a funny real in the sense that if you don't yeah. like something, you're going to say it. If something's wrong, you're going to say it. You never really mix your words. You speak it as it is. <laughs> and it's funny, yeah. dude. It's funny, man. It's funny. Exactly, because that's how, I've, that's how I've been brought up. Listen, when I said this at the beginning, when something was rubbish, my family like, oh, that's crap, that's rubbish, that's shit. But when they love it, then <laughs> trust me, my mum used to write crap on, like, rubbish and crap on CDs. Like, and even, even when there were songs that people might like, because she didn't like it, she'd be honest. And I think that's what's kind of made me shape me and made me also understand that listen you have to trust and know who you are no matter if other people like it you don't get like so that i have support if you believe what you've done is good stand stand by it own it in it like don't worry mm. about oh oh all of a sudden i'm not going to get supported by this i can't say this because they might take offense like no the reason i'm black i can never change being black can it so when i talk and act a certain way like if i have to kind of you know diminish myself to be respected or seen by other people it means that i'm kind of doing the kind of uh, like like a disservice to myself because what i've no, got there, yeah what i've got there with is is me being me and if i have to mm-hmm. all of a sudden start to change myself lose weight or you know where we but there's just nothing wrong with doing all those things again but if you have if you really love yourself you have to love yourself in your warmest form in it like you can't love yourself because you know you kind of have to kind of make sure that other people can um i don't know make it a bit more, I guess, market. Yeah, after, yeah, you don't want to have to conform to other people's ideologies of yeah. what you, how you should look and how you should sound and, you know, what oh, all women should be slim or all women should have long hair or, or do you know what I mean? You don't want to have to conform. You want exactly. to be able to, to, to be you and accepted and loved. And if you don't love yourself, like you said, that's such a real thing, man. If you don't love yourself in the rawest form, then, do you know what I mean? That's, that's mad. Exactly, right. like people like she like Judy Love, for instance. I absolutely I love, love Judy, man. Listen, yeah, she, yeah. she is Judy, the most man. realist, and she doesn't mince her words. She speaks how she speaks, wears what she wears, talks about it. And I think these days we're having more of that now, which I love. But I think when you mm. listen sometimes, when you listen to some of the people that are nowadays kind of speaking up and saying, oh, you know, um, they changed me, and you know what, like, for me, they, they made me feel like I was being too, that I wasn't enough. It's because they try to conform, and I think. When they understand, it's like when we support each other, we're so powerful. And we just need, to do, more. We just need to do more of that, man. Just need to do more when of that. You, when you get a chance, actually, um, listen to. Um, I had Judy Love on the show a, a, a few weeks ago. Um, ah. we, uh, um, we've had some good people on the show, actually. Have a listen to Judy Love's one, it's quite cool, man. Yeah, um, I saw your like, thing when I look back on yeah. you. I don't listen to it, but I saw what you had on. Amazing. Yeah. Like, we, we better listen to it, but I don't listen to it. No, you, start I, you only sent me the thing yesterday. I didn't even know this didn't exist. When I didn't know it. You said, you're, you're, call me face to you're the face one anyway. <laughs> Listen, you know what? I only found out recently, right? Obviously, I know we're both from South, and, and, but I didn't know you went to live in Germany. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah, from I the age of, yeah. So how long was you in Germany for? Um, from the age of four until I was 18. So most of my teenage years, I, was, I grew up in Germany. And this is the thing what people don't seem to understand. When I first came back, like, as much as I was, my mum is very Jamaican. I've always been very, obviously very black, but my um the way that I kind of was brought up in Germany is because being comfortable with who I was and being around white people was something that was just normal because the way I saw how my mum kind of navigated through it in it but mm. when I came to England now I kind of not not necessarily lost my blackness but I think I didn't understand my culture as much because obviously I was kind of shaped in a country that wasn't you know necessarily mine so mm. as much as I would just be out, out there and open I didn't really care if um, a, a white person didn't accept me or whatever else, whilst when you come over here, I realised 
about uh, being in the black community, we're cool. But the moment we kind of got around white people, we kind of felt like we have to maybe tone down the we speak or, do you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe even not be so ghetto or whatever else. But I've realised as well, for me, the reason I got my deal and everything else is because I was raw. And the, me, the moment I think for me, when it kind of stopped working for me is when I didn't want to stop being me and I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't conform, all of a sudden it's like, oh, she's difficult or she's a bit ghetto or, you know what I mean? She doesn't know how to... And the thing is, for me, most of the time, everything that I achieved was around white people because they loved the fact that I didn't give a, give a damn. But some people, black people are like, oh my God, she needs to be a bit more classy. And mm-hmm. the thing is, being classy, what does class, being classy mean? Like, being classy for me is being yourself. Hmm? And this is the funny thing, you know, I mean, actually, I'll get onto that in a second, man, but can you speak, can you speak German then? Yeah, yeah. Now say something in German, anything. Ich spreche fließend Deutsch. Ich kann mit dir über alles reden. Was willst du wissen? What the hell was that? I said I can speak about anything. What do you want to know? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, say, um, I don't know. Say something. I don't know. Say something. Um, you're on a date. Something nice. Something. Something you say to your boyfriend. Ah, to be so, to be so good. You shout super us. Oh, to be sehr sexy. But thing is, with some of the German words, <laughs> some of the yes, easy swear. But your thing is, when you're over, there's another thing as well. Being in Germany, because I spoke the language like them, they never, I never um, felt weird around them because I, I think I, you know, because I spoke the language and I understood them. Um, I never felt like I was an outsider because I understood them. So I think when I was doing me, they mm. loved it as well. But I think sometimes if you don't try to do what they do a little bit, they kind of look at you like, how dare you be in our country? You're not even trying to, it, you know what I mean? It, you know, but, what, but what did you just say that, to your boyfriend? Like, what I did said, you oh, just you say look, then? You look good and you look sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. And you know what, back to what you said a minute ago, right? Which mm-hmm. is real, so, so poignant, right? It's crazy because like, as black people, mm. when we be ourselves, we almost feel like we have to be a different way to, yeah. to be accepted by them. Yeah. And they're looking at us saying, we want you to be yourself. We don't want you to change. Yeah. And it's mad. Like, I've been around certain people. And even when I was rapping and doing my music, um, I, I noticed I'd go into meetings with A&Rs and be around people and they'd be like, nah, for any man, you're, you're kind of black A&Rs and black people be like, no, nah, you can't talk about this and yeah. you can't do gold and you can't do talk yeah. about being on the streets. But then when you're in a meeting with white execs and stuff, they're like, no, we want to hear mm-hmm. you be yourself. We don't want to hear you talking about candy floss and, do you know what I mean? And a little, little private school. Because <laughs> we already know about that shit. We want you to be you. you. Do you know what candy, I mean? Candy floss? What? what? Yeah. So my point being, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like they want us to talk about what we know. Like not, yeah. trying, not trying to talk about things that we think they want us to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. I think for me, especially when you look at Stormzy, like he's the best example because look, if you be honest, you see him, he doesn't mint his words, even Skepta, mm. even Wellington sentences. The most of the people that are doing really well, especially in these times, have been people that have not tried to conform to it. Do you know what I mean? And I think, mm. but the only thing again, as he said, the moment they do that, the, some, some black people then think, oh, you know what? How did he get there? Because he's done certain things like that. Like, no, he got there because he... Mm-hmm. And they still also very much... What I love about both Stormzy and Skepta is that they really try to include their, their own people as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so, what's been... Hmm? No, go on, no, no, go on. Yeah, and I think even... And Akala as well. Like, Akala... When Akala yeah. speaks, the command, like, he speaks so well, but yet at the same yeah, he, time, he'll make sure he still shouts out his people. And that's the difference. Like, that's what I love about them right so, now. So how did you get into music then? What was your thing like? What, how, did you, how did you become Terry Walker? You know what, for me, I've always, from a young age, kind of knew that I wanted to sing. Because I remember uh, my mum used to play records morning, noon and night. I'd go to sleep, listen to music, wake up, she'd still play music. And um, 
<laughs> one thing that I remember seeing the first time I saw Whitney Houston, like I was like, wow, like this is amazing, beautiful black woman that is just so stunning. And when she sings, she just commands and the whole world just kind of just loves her, isn't it? And I remember as a kid, those are the people that I grew up with. So Misha Paris, seeing Soul to Soul, seeing Gabrielle, seeing um, people like Desiree or whatever. So when people sometimes say, oh, it's so hard for black women, I don't get it for me because that's what I saw. That's the reason why I knew I knew that I could do this. But the only thing I didn't have back then was obviously the understanding of the business and how, um, understanding of the business and even understanding that, you know, you need a team of people around you that, that kind of can help you execute your vision. I was just mm. excited to be there. So when I started singing, I obviously joined choirs and, you know, like little groups and stuff like that. But I was still kind of finding my own, as you said just now about my sound, I was still finding my own voice. I was trying to emulate too many people instead of kind of being my own. And I think it took me a good, maybe even to be a place, I'm still doing, kind of still doing it now where I've kind of had to find my own lane and make people understand that this is me, innit? I'm never going to try and be anything else. If you don't take me for me, Tay Walker's not going to work. So until you see that, which is obviously starting to happen now where people are like, wow, Terry's done so much, but how come she's so underrated? When I look at it, I don't think I've been underrated because the people that respect me are the people that I, that I looked up to. So until mm. people understand like, um, that I am my own person, I'm not trying to be the next Whitney, I'm not trying to be the next Lauren, I'm not trying to be the next um, whoever else, I'm just trying to be the person that, that I am, is, you know, is when people can start to resonate with things. So even you saying now, like all the time... So I just felt it's going to be back. Can you hear me? Yeah, go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously. So you, you mentioned a couple of names, right? In terms of like who you looked up to coming up and stuff. So who would you say was your influences then? Because oh, my, my if, God. Cause when I listen to you, I remember when you performed for me at my Back to Black then, mm. and at times I've seen you sing, it's like, most UK artists, when you listen to them, you can coin them. You can be like, okay, um, he sounds a bit... Um, like I don't know for example D'Angelo or mm. he sounds a bit like Chris Brown or mm. like when I listen when I listen to you sing you you just sound like you mm. <laughs> you don't really I can't think of no one that I could pinpoint and say all right you know what that's who she's emulating mm. and it kind of makes sense now because when you say that you're, you're you're kind of like a hybrid of of yourself yeah. so that's why so for me it's interesting to ask them so who influenced you in terms of your sound and I guess your your drive Oh, yeah, so for me, as I said, it was Lauren, it was Whitney, it was Aretha, people like Ella Fitzgerald, um, Tracy Chapman, um, Desiree, Misha Paris, Soul to Soul, you know, like um, Karen Wheeler, um, Carlin Anderson, remember, apparently, yeah, yeah. people like that. So for me, I, I grew up, I, I, I heard those people and I remember just thinking the way that they kind of penetrated the scene and people, you could recognise their voices for them without, mm. even people like um. Anita Baker, or even Shaka Khan, like they had their own sound. And I remember thinking to myself, until I find my own sound, I'm never going to be seen or respected, is it? So that's why I made sure that I, I focused on that. I focused on trying to make sure that I sing how I sing and not try to be the next anyone else. So that's how, yeah, that's how I kind of got influenced. And, and like, you see, like, obviously your, your, your background is Jamaican, isn't it? You're, 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 you're Jamaican, right? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So how comes, um, would you say, was there any reggae influences? Yeah, so do you know what I keep bloody I'm kind of cutting you off. I think there's, I think there's, a, there's like a little bit of a delay, but um, yeah, it's yeah. the Zoom thing, man. Zoom thing's mad. Yeah, yeah Zoom, it's it's exactly. See, this, oh, no, it's fine, but um, no, um, growing up 100%, my mum used to play reggae all the time, but it's funny again, growing up in Germany, 
um, it was very heavily, um, heavily like influenced by American culture. So I grew up with a lot of, you know, Brandy, Monica, Leah, and all that kind of stuff. So I used to be more excited about like the R&B stuff and not really kind of embracing my own like Jamaican heritage. So I'd be like, oh God, always hearing this chingy chingy. That's how I used to be. To the point, <laughs> people say to me, you can't say that out loud to people. That's disrespectful. But like, I'm just being honest. But now the older that I've got now, I, I, I get it. And I find even myself talking more patois, even singing a bit more that way without even realizing. But at the time I didn't really understand my culture that much because again, mm. remember how it is with most times. We look, when anyone that's American, straight away we kind of put them on a certain pedestal, wouldn't it? Because that's what we're used to. But we kind mm. of don't always celebrate our own because we don't, when we don't realize we've influenced so much. But because yeah. we don't, yeah, because obviously we don't actually literally highlight that. We don't dig deeper to make that be understood. So yeah, I grew up on a lot, a lot of that, the the Bears Hammonds, the you know the the Bob Marleys, and you know what I mean. Like my mom used to play all of that, but I didn't until now in this time of my life really understand how much it's actually been 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 part of my you know growth and even shaping me. Mm. And, and you was out there for a minute. I know you was in the US for a while, man. Like, I know, I remember at, at the time when, when, when your name kind of, even, I wouldn't say it first started popping, but I used to hear a lot about your name all over the place. So I think I was rapping at the same time. And I think, you, I'm sure you, you hooked up with Dame, um, Dash and all those guys. Mm. How did all that come about? What was you that like? What? It's hilarious because before Dame Dash, obviously I was signed to Def Jam and, I, and my first feature was um, like most Def. So, um, but again, at the time, I didn't really understand the magnitude of what that meant. So when I went to the States, um, when I met Dame, I was in a place where I was trying to kind of start again from my own, you know, just again, like go kind of go back to the beginning before understanding what it meant to have that. So Dame didn't even know who the hell I was to a certain extent. So when I was over there, I'd be doing things. And after a while, I think people started to realise that I had a career in England. And then mm-hmm. he'd be all walking around going, yo, she's famous in London. And he goes, you know, yeah. and he, would, he, would, he would never say my name and he'd be like, yeah, she's famous in London, but she's dope. But he'd always be on the thing of where he didn't understand, um, probably didn't understand why I was there and not kind of putting myself in the place of like, look, I'm Terry Walker. Because I was learning, I was taking in everything of how they, how they moved. Because we'd be there, yeah, like he'd have this gallery and he'd have so many, like people like Ray Kwan would come through. I think people like Floyd Mayweather, like all these people would just come to his thing and it'd just be natural. Everyone would just be going and like it's normal. And I remember thinking to myself, in England, we don't have that because these are all heavyweights, but they're all just like, just normal, normal people but mm. they're heavyweights. And I think what I realised in, in England, it's like we could be heavyweights, but sometimes we don't, we don't respect our own the same as we do other people that we look up to. And, um, yeah, that's I so think, true, that's yeah, so yeah. true. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we could have some big time people, but we're more excited about people that we, I don't know. I don't know. That, you know like, what? We kind of, hmm? What you're saying there is so, so real, man. And it's like, I remember, it's like when promoters put on shows and concerts, yeah. they'll, they'll book you for a show and they'll give the act like a, it's their own room and yep. their own backstage room, but I expect you just to come and go straight on stage. Right. <laughs> and right. it's like, hold on a minute. I'm, when it first hit me and I realised, actually, Freddie, you're actually getting somewhere, was when I, I was doing the film um, Dead Man Running with 50 Cent and I had my own trailer next to his. Mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. even, and I was shocked, like, right, I've got a trailer. Like, yep. do you know what I mean? You know when you shock yourself and you think, huh? And that's when you realise, hold on a second, you actually, there's no difference. Just because that person's made a lot more money or more famous than you, you're still as famous in your own right. Exactly. You know and half, half the time, they're, in, they're influenced by you because they're looking at you thinking, wow, like, look at you. You're like, you've got this natural talent. And you, the thing is, I think, remember in England, we have this thing of this stiff upper lip thing in it. So the moment... We, we love the underdog, but the moment you start to get to a certain place, we don't, we, we kind of want you to pipe down on it, like get over yourself. But in America, they really like, yo, I'm the shit. And it's mm. cool to say that you're the shit. 
over here, the moment you do that, everyone's like, ah, oh, piss off. You're like, you, you ain't no one better than anyone else. And it's like, you're not saying that you're better. You're just showing them, like, listen, I believed in myself, hence why I got to where I got to. And the moment people try to try to make you feel like you need to not, not do that, you kind of feel like, wow, I'm doing too much. And I think that's the problem that we have in England, especially. It's like, we're kind of not scared to kind of, you know, um, not, not scared to say that, you know, we're good, but we're like, we, we kind of want to kind of be humble with it, which is mm. a good thing, but at the same time, sometimes also a little bit to the, to the detriment of us because yeah. You know, yeah, we end up then conforming a little bit because we try to water it down, you know? So Yeah, we're too, I think we're, we're very much reservists. In America, they blow their own trumpet and they're, yeah. their, best, they're, they're their own best sales, salespeople. Uh, you know say, when you meet them, man, they, they're, they're the best things in sliced bread. Even yeah. if they're not. They'll even make if they're, even if they're not. <laughs> you understand? And I think this is the problem that I have because to me, no matter what I look like, what size of them wearing, looking like a tramp, I still know that I'm just shitting it. But people don't, mm. like, they don't like that sometimes because they, they want you to kind of be like, no, not even like not own yourself, but I think they want, they want you to know that like, you know, without all of us, you wouldn't be here, which is also true. But at the same time, without you being you, you wouldn't be there neither. So we have to make sure that we don't forget that. Like, especially with black people right now, we've shaped, we've been inspired, we've influenced so much. But for some reason, they're still asking to be seen, which doesn't make sense to me. Mm. When we know, when I know the people that we know that, that we're all looking up to now that are doing certain things, they they've been shaped because of you know our influences. So like, I don't understand why people keep making us feel like we need to, you know, be asking for shit. We should. This is why we need to be building our own communities, as far as I'm concerned. No, I I totally agree, man. So I've got to ask you, right? So obviously. Um, as an artist and as a person that we always see, I guess, the, the, the highs and, and, and the, the onstage Terry and the successful Terry. But mm. in your life, what's been one of your worst experiences and what's been one of your best? I think for me is knowing that I've done certain things and obviously, you know, being nominated for certain things. But then when you're around certain people, then they kind of make you feel like um, you're not relevant because you're not um, doing... I think certain things that other people would do to get seen in it. So then it made me realise, like, for me, I can't do this um, pretending thing. I can't do this fake or schmoozing thing with people that don't respect, respect it. So I think for me, when I started seeing certain people, because they might have, you know, got, got further, as it might be, you know, kind of perceived as, um, for me, it made me kind of then take a step back. Because I thought, wow, like, before you got there, I was the one person that used to help you be seen, when people never used to maybe respect you. So then mm. it kind of made me feel a bit down. It made me feel a little bit sad because I thought, wow, like, you people just don't care about the foundation, innit? you only care about getting there for yourself. So that's the part, I think for me, that kind of made, it kind of hurt my heart a little bit because it made me realise that we've got so much work to do. We've got so much work to do. And I think a lot of this, not even loving ourselves, we do love ourselves, but at the same time, we, wait, we, we want recognition more than we actually understand that we have to recognise ourselves before we can, you know, get it properly and really make mm. an impact, you know? So I think for me, that's, there's so many different moments that have happened. I can't even just pinpoint them, but where I can just see people that have been literally, like, they, 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 they look at me and they're, like, they're feeling sorry for me. And I'm like, don't feel sorry for me. The reason why I'm in the place that I'm in is because I don't want to be around you fucking pagans, isn't it? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I can't stand it. I can't stand when I see certain people just changing their energy or changing their, changing their thing because they think that now that they're better than someone because they might be, you know, perceived or celebrated by people that I already know kind of respect me. But yeah, you no know, thing. I think for me, it's like sometimes people that, and sometimes I'm not even um, there yet. Respecting people 
that they don't understand, respect people like me because I've done it, but they don't, because they don't see me in the same places. They kind of then, mm. look, they kind of look down on me a little bit, not understanding that I'm choosing not to be around that. And I think mm. you know, mm. finally, like, even having this conversation with you, like, even what you're saying, I've always felt the respect from you. Hence why, again, when you ask me to do something, I'll do it. Some people, I'm, I, I kind of It's not likewise, man. Yeah. Likewise, you know what? This, this whole, sorry to cut you, yeah, this whole, like the whole the whole um, basis of Room Twenty Six is that like a lot of podcasts that I hear out there, people that's what they do is they they, they look at they look at who's popping, and exactly. they're like, yeah, let me interview this person because they're popping. Whereas my exactly. podcast is about people that inspire me. Exactly. I don't care whether you're the next door neighbor or whether you're someone who's famous or whether you're someone that's just done something that inspires me. And I've always watched you. Um, you're, do you know what it is? You're you're probably one of the most normal celebrities that I know. Does that make sense? It's no, like, I, yeah, it does. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I find really inspiring. The fact that, like you said, when I call you, you've always got time for me. If I message you, you always, yep, if you can. There's never, it's never too bougie. It's, it's, even from day one, it's never been, oh, you've got to talk to my manager or, you know, do you know what I mean? It's always been that personal one-to-one, yeah, we're friends, so I've got you. And yeah. that's what I, I, inspi- um, I, I, I find really um, inspiring. Do you know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that I know, even longer than yourself, that mm-hmm. Should, should behave that way, but they turned into these, you know what, oh, you've got to talk to my manager, or I don't know, or, you know what I mean? They make it, I ask you to put a tweet for me, and they're like, oh, I can't tweet that, or I can't put that on my Instagram page. I'm like, wow, but I've known you before you was doing, before there was Instagram, I don't understand. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? That's the thing that I've always been really trying to make sure to kind of hit home. And I think, again, it's annoying, some, even talking about it, sometimes you feel like, because it might come across as you're being bitter, but no, it's not. It's just truthful. Because to me, like, there's no one above or below me. Nobody, mm. everyone is on the same level as me. It's just that for me, until you, I think until you take a step back and understand and don't take it personal, you're never going to get it because you're always going to kind of, you know, react in a way of, oh, well, you know what, um, your, your, your ego is going to move more than you're going to move. And I think until you get that into, into place, people sometimes are going to overlook certain things, isn't it? So, to me, it's very important for you to understand that I'm a normal person. Just that, you know, I have a talent and a gift, but it needs to be seen for the gift that is not, not, not kind of like surrounded by hype or smoking mirrors for it to be respected, isn't it? Like you need to respect it from its rawest form. So that's where, mm. I, is where I come from. Mm. And if you could like, obviously you're where you are now and you're, you're very successful with what you're doing now. If you could go back to a young Terry, like when you first came, uh, when you first came from Germany, and you was doing that or that language, I can't speak German. <laughs> but if you, yeah, but if you could go back to you when you first came from Germany, right? What would yeah. you tell yourself? No, I would tell myself. I think sometimes maybe like listen and understand like the world, the way you see the world is not how everyone else sees it in it because of your personal experiences. And I think for me, that's something that I had to understand because the way I saw things was just like, just just do what you need to do in it. But not everybody's always on the same page until you also lead by example, until you mm. show people what you see and what you're talking about, people, are, they're not going to understand it. They have to see it for themselves. And I think for me, I was, I kept waiting for people to understand because I knew it. So, and I think, so what I would do now is not take things so personal as I, as I used to back then. That makes sense. Yeah, I hear that, I hear that, I hear that. Yeah, I talk talk a lot of things personal when certain people would move certain ways, I'm like, but I wouldn't do that. So why why are they doing it, innit? So until you understand that everybody's different and they have to kind of get there in their own time, you can't do nothing about it, innit? So that's that's for me, that's been one of the biggest lessons for me. This is nothing, I've known you for so many years, but Mm. I just know you as a singer. If you wasn't singing, 
Mm. What would you be doing then? I can't even imagine it because there's a lot of things that I, I would be good at, but I just wasn't passionate about anything else except really singing. So I think maybe um, teaching or uh, cooking or like, you know, maybe even looking at good? Yeah. But I, it took a while though. I, I had to learn. I'd made a lot of mistakes, but no, yeah, hundreds of them. I'm a great, great cook. <laughs> Bear guinea pigs, yeah? You've got people coming around trying out the food and then, nah, and then you just remix it and come again. Them ones, or like... No, no, I had to. I made a few little faux pas because obviously growing up in Germany and then obviously come back <laughs> understanding, like, you know, diffusions and stuff. But, yeah, I think for me, like, yeah, I've, I've grown in so many ways, but also being honest about it, innit? Sometimes you really don't know something, you just don't know, innit? So you don't always yeah, have to yeah. be that person to pretend that, yeah, because, yeah, again, especially black people, innit? Like, we, we're quick to to kind of cast people on it when they don't do something right. So we always sometimes want to make sure that, yeah, yeah, I'm about this. But sometimes if you're not, be honest about it. Yeah, own it, own it, own it. Own yeah, own it. Own your shit. <laughs> Have you got any... See, I want to find out some... Now I want to find out about Terry, Terry. Have you got any bad habits, Terry? When it comes to food, once I eat, I can't stop. But even like with things like alcohol, for instance, like I, I kind of went a bit overboard a little bit at some, at some point. So, but now I kind of got a little bit more control of it, I think. But yeah, there was points when I was definitely a bad like heavy drinker and I'd be reckless out there in it so yes but not anymore that I've, I've learned but I don't remember I, I never remember saw you out there like that oh my mash up God. lean vomiting and shit like no 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 not vomiting <laughs> just, just out there just loud and just fucking you know just raucous in it like but I really realised and also remember you're a woman in it but because yeah. I'm around a lot of obviously a lot of my brothers and, and like, I have a lot of guy friends I, I kind of move a little bit like a man sometimes in it but a lot of people wouldn't see that after all because I literally keep I would keep myself to myself but yeah but those habits now and also maybe speaking fast and just talking over people <laughs> that's a point and you know what you said you talk about obviously you just mentioned about being around a lot of guys you've not, you, you've not been married or married kids or anything like that no, no, my, not my, not married or kids, but um, I've been um, I've been in relationships and stuff. But I think again, growing up around very strong women, I've that's never been something that I've cared about. Do you know what I mean? But I've been in relationships, but yeah, no kids yet though. No. Okay. And what about phobias? You got any phobias? Is there anything you're scared of? I used to be listen, shit scared, spiders, mice. Oh my god! But now I, I realize again when I went to Jamaica, the amount of animals that were around, it's like it's just normal, isn't it? But I think at first you do get scared, isn't it? And even though the thing is way smaller than you, it just <laughs> fires the shit I use because it's just crawly and weird, isn't it? But um, yeah, but not really. No, oh, no, I'm getting there. I realize I'm just hardcore now, more than anything. Mm. Unapologetic. And so now, wait. I mean, obviously, you, you, you your music, and you got. You said you're working on another album. I'm about to drop. Is that what you're working on now? Is what is that when you when you're looking to bring that out? The thing is, for me, when I when I make music and stuff, I realize for me, I've been I end up even like doing my own thing or even project, but I don't overthink it because I think for me, it has mm. to be natural and it has to be real and raw. So if it doesn't come naturally, I don't like to force it. So the next album, um, for me, is going to be a very positive. It's not even going to be talking about anything about oh, you didn't understand because I think some of some of the stuff I've done over the years has definitely been about ah, oh, people haven't seen me or whatever else, but. I think this next album is going to be more about taking it back and just kind of getting what you deserve and just standing by it, isn't it? So it's going to be a very nice and just a beautiful, reflective album, I think, the next one. Have you, have you started recording already? Or, no, or you... no, not yet. Because, again, COVID, isn't it? Because I was meant to, before COVID, I was about to go in the studio for like a week and just kind of bash stuff out, but then it kind mm. of slowed things down a little bit. But I'm glad, I think, again, because it's it made me now obviously realise what I need to do now. So when I do go in, I'm just ready to go, so... And that's, you know what, we, I think, yeah, that, even more so now, I'm working on another movie, man, so it'll be good to get some music from you, man, for this new film. Yeah, yeah. Even more so where you're um, 
it's new because we start filming in September. And so at least anything you're working on over the next few months, you can go into studio with that in your mind. Like, you yeah. know what, if, if I've got something that works in Freddie's film, yeah. then yeah. We, can, we can throw it in the film. Do you know what I mean? That would yeah. be, be a good look. What I always do, well, I try to do at the end of my little podcast, right, is to end off on a high and some jokes, right? So I've got two little games that I want to play with you. Oh that, sound, that, sounded, that sounded wrong, didn't it? That sounded yeah, it sounded very but, weird. Okay. <laughs> that sounded dodgy. All right, but all right, look. The first one is quick fire. So I'm going to hit you with a few questions and you just got to answer them quick fire, right? Okay, go. So, tea or coffee? Tea. Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise? Denzel. Chest or bum? Bum. Phone call or text? Phone call. Baths or showers? Showers. Michael Jackson or Prince? Ooh. Yeah, everyone does that. Everyone's like, ooh, that's a hard one, didn't it? That's like, you know what? Mm. Getting older now, I'd say Prince. Okay. But yeah, I think that's what all of us know. I think growing up, not many people understood Prince. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it was all Michael Jackson, but now we've gotten older, it's kind of moved more to Prince for what he actually did exactly. in terms of as a, as a musician. Um, save money or spend money? Save money. Uh, and last question on that is horror movies or comedies? Oh, I like both actually, but I, say, I think I'd say comedies now. Comedies. All right. This next game is called Freddy's Freaky Fridays. Oh, so basically, <laughs> I've got one, two, I've got six categories, right? Now, mm-hmm. of these six categories, each category's got 10, 10 subcategories in it. And I need you to give me six numbers between one and 10. Yeah, you can repeat the number over and over again, but six numbers. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to be doing this Friday with who. Okay. All right, so give me six numbers between one and ten. Between one and ten. One, seven, yep. eight, yep. four, yep. nine, yep. and ten. And ten. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so, oh, wow. Okay, it's interesting. Okay, so you're going to be having oral sex with you. Listen, you picked the numbers, not me. I'm just telling you what you picked. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to be having oral sex with LL Cool J <laughs> uh, on your boss's desk uh, while listening to opera. Then you're going to fall asleep. And then at the end of it, you're going to leave the country. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? The all sex part will leave in the country. All of it. Just shaking it. See, it's been great talking to you, hun. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh. we don't we don't get to catch up properly. And, and to be fair, whenever I see you out, it's always busy, busy. Like, hi, babe. How are you doing? Da, da, da. And then we keep it moving, man. I think this is the longest we've actually spoken in in, in, in a long time. Yeah, but to be fair, when, when you're out, on it, it's loud, isn't it? And there's so much yeah. going on, so it's not easy to do this. So, yeah, this has been nice. Also getting yeah. to know you a bit more as well. Just yeah, like... it's true. Do you know what? This is another thing I, I normally do, which I haven't done for ages, though, is I allow my guests to ask me a question. Is there anything you want to ask me? Um, how do you feel about being a black man in the times that we're in right now? Do you know what? I feel, I feel powerful. Right. Mm, I feel great. And it's weird because when I was listening to you speaking earlier on about coming from Germany, I came from, I was fostered in Kent. I was the only black person oh, in the whole town. Yeah, yeah, in the whole town. I was the only black person in the whole town from when I was three months old, when I was nine or ten. So oh, wow. I had a very similar 
upbringing to you in a sense that when I came from um, there and I came to London, I was almost like I had a black body, but a white inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I had to reconfigure myself and really find my blackness um, while being white, but being, it's mad, 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 mad. But my point being back to what I was saying is um, being black now as a black man, I just feel powerful. I've never mm. felt any less. I've never felt, do you know what I mean? The whole racial profiling thing yes it happens but i've never been one to use it as an excuse to not do what i want to do i hate mm. it when people start using it it's making it as an excuse i can't do this i don't do that because of that do you know what i mean so i just feel powerful that makes sense when you say that mm. yeah I, th- I, I just i just like even when i go into schools and colleges and prisons and stuff and i talk to these young kids too many of them are making excuses for things that that didn't even affect them do you know what i'm saying you have these a lot of young kids talking about the whole slavery thing and that's their excuse but hold on your mum and dad have got good jobs Mm-hmm. And they pay for you to go uni. So how does slavery affect you then? I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, you say that, but there's, it's been a lot, there's a, there's a lot of layers to, to that, to be fair. There's no, I get it. I, yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the, um, the things that we've inherited in terms of like um, the, 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 the trauma. Yeah, yeah, I hate yeah. About those kind of things because that's deep rooted and that's stuff that as black people we've inherited and we don't even know we have it. Exactly. But I'm also, talking, I'm also talking about things like, um, the, the surface stuff like for example getting a job do you know what I mean like some of them are making excuses about getting a job and then they say oh I didn't get the job because they were racist and then yeah. I look at them and I'm like but look, look how you're dressed your trousers are hanging down right. you, you went to an interview in jeans and trainers and your trousers hanging down right. and I'm like would you would you interview would you hire yourself if you if you turned up would you give yourself the job there you go exactly. do you know what I mean so it's yeah. like so mine is that whole excuses thing man like stop making excuses for why you don't have have and do what you need to do to get what you need to have exactly it was been great talking to you and we will when covid's over we should have a cup of tea <laughs> no, exactly, no, 100%, 100%, no seriously it's been nice and thank you for thinking of yeah. me and having me on thank you no no thank you for coming man like i said it's about people that inspire me and you're definitely one of them people who's inspired me along the way man so thank oh, you oh bless you thank mm-hmm. you so guys thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this edition of room 26 please 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 subscribe rate tell your friends dogs cats budgies share i don't care just tell the whole wide world and let's make room 26 the most listened to uk podcast don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter at room 26 underscore podcast that's at room 26 underscore podcast thank you